so hello and welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. Who knows what episode this is, but... It's 131. There we go. There we go. Matt's on it. I remember the nice round number for the last time. 131 episodes. Pretty fucking crazy, actually. Aye. Your people like And this one was only three weeks since the last one, so like, <laughs> that's, we're doing for two months to three weeks. Now, next one we'll have a, about a fortnight. <laughs> we're, we're, we're dialing it in. We're definitely dialing it in. <coughs> we're, t- we're, we're laser focused on that weekly episode, aren't we? <laughs> I actually changed the tagline on Twitter. Are you getting nothing coming for your mic? Yeah, definitely. It's just because it's not so close, so me, me and Matt will be like way louder. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just pull it in. And then you can move it a bit. Anyway, I like podcasts when they do that shit. But I see people coming in here and they're like, wow, man, episode 20. And I'm just like, bitch. I'm on, I'm on one, I'm on one thirty. <laughs> but I think well, we should... You stroke your beard. I know. Thoughtfully. I think we should just fucking gun it to 200. Let's get to 200 Aye. episodes. Well, we need to do more than the 10 we did last year. So Aye. Aye. this is two and... Three months, so we're getting there. Um, two and two months. Did one in I January, mean, this like... is February. <laughs> <laughs> this will be in March. Oh, it, is, it is February, isn't it? Sorry, uh, I don't even know what fucking month it is. That's probably part of the problem. I, um, I think, obviously, like since we last caught up, like the big news is the resignation of like Nicola Sturgeon um, and like the the kind of riot that has ensued since, by the you know, all, all accounts. Um, I was quite surprised. I mean, I know there had been people like murmuring in the background and there was a few other like, I think, counter and stuff like that, but like we called this weeks ago and, you know, like fair play or whatever, but it, it was in the ether for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't even necessarily taken it very seriously, to be honest with you. She looked quite comfortable to me. Um, and then mm-hmm. obviously like that morning the news broke and it was like, I stopped what I was doing. Like I was, I was working for him and, and was like, you know, laptop i'm taking a break now you know what i mean to be kind of like what the fuck's this mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so uh, it was a bit of a shock to me i've got to be honest with you as Aye. much as we had heard like rumors that it might be in the often you know what i mean uh-huh um same i mean it stopped me i think like i wasn't as shocked i think see when people start coming out and going like i'm not resigning you're like start the clock fucking hell you know <laughs> what i mean it's like the vote the vote of confidence for the board of directors and a football manager or yeah when, when gerard came out and was like basically like they you know, look, look unhappy like i'm here and you're like brendan rogers did it they all did it, didn't mm-hmm. they they're like as soon as they're chatting about it but Aye. it was akin like see the last time something happened like that it was michael jackson dying i got like four text messages and i was Aye. like what the fuck's happened to you and it was like I'd, nicholas fucking my group in. chats all up and the missus was on the phone like alex coming for the the room she was at college and like, nicholas doesn't resign I'm like i've never heard you i didn't even know think you knew who nicholas sturgeon was never mind uh-huh. was conscious of the fact that you know she was or wasn't resigning you know what i mean like, so it was quite a a shock to a lot of folk and clearly like a big deal as well you know what i mean like um she's been there best part of a decade you know, at the sort of head of the party and other guises and roles for another decade beyond that again, like, you know, I, I'm, I, I listened to it, it was very, um, it was reminiscent of like Jacinta Ardern, so when Jacinta Ardern, the Prime Minister in New Zealand, uh, recently resigned and she was like, you know, I don't want to hold on to power for power's sake, you know, I'm pretty much, I've run out of gas here, like, mm-hmm. I'm at the, the dilemma of what I can realistically expect to achieve. It's, you know, time to sort of bow out gracefully. So there were a lot of echoes of that, I felt. I don't know if maybe, like, Sturgeon has been playing about with it for a while and, and wondering how she gets out. And then, 
you know, sees Arden and, you know, the plaudits that she took for, like, kind of gracefully letting go of the reins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think maybe she's had a one look at it and go, do you know what? That's, I think that's what I'm going to try and swing for. Right. You, you know what I mean? Because I think my instant reaction, my instant thought was like, what's happened? What, what, what we're about to hear? Mm. Something terrible's coming out about something, you know? I think the way it broke, I I was like, hmm, what the fuck? Because this is very sudden. Um, but it turns out that aye, the, the rumours and the, the sort of scuttlebutt that was out there was True. was pretty much bang on. Like, and when I listened to her day, the, the, you know, the kind of resignation speech, I don't. I, I don't have any reason to doubt anything that she said. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That it wasn't about minor squabbles or you know stuff that's going on in and out the party at the minute. It was just that she's just done. She said she actually sounded to me like somebody was just scunnered and was just fed up and wanted it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, she was obviously a bit more graceful about it than that. But the basic gist I took away for the the, the whole sort of speech was that I that's plenty. Aye, that's been it. I <laughs> you mean, know what I mean? Like. like I mean, Dave, were you shocked? Like, were you or were you expecting something? I definitely wasn't expecting anything. Um, I mean, my my grasp of Scottish politics is decent, but not anywhere. I'm, I don't follow it as closely as you guys. I don't think. Yeah. But, um, but obviously, when it when it broke, I was I was pretty fucking surprised. I mean, I I thought she was like you say in a very stable position, but when you kind of think about it in hindsight, like there's talk about a second referendum and stuff, but it doesn't feel like it, although they're saying the numbers were good at the time, it doesn't feel like it would have been a very strong push for it. So it kind of feels like a bit of a, it should be taking backward steps really. So mm. if you don't feel like you can take those additional steps forward to get it over the line mm-hmm. and that's your objective, that's your aim, then yeah. what do you do at that sounded, point? I don't think she sounded hugely keen on this de facto referendum in the next general election. I think Somewhere in the back of your mind, she's definitely maybe thought to herself, like, I don't, I can't back this, so I'm kind of like, know the person to take it forward because the options for Scotland to exercise its right to leave the union are narrowing, you know, by the day. Like, the notion that we're going to call a referendum in the next year or two and be successful and, and know it get bogged down in some sort of legal quagmire is, it's, it's no realistic. And I think. You know, one of the candidates, uh, Humza Yousaf, said pretty much the same himself. Like, we're going to have to like regroup, re-strategize, and and essentially go again with like a new sort of freshness to the party. And you're like, well, that all makes perfect sense to me. You know I mean, like, I don't think that's what we've seen since, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hank Sturgeon is, I, I mean, one of the most capable sort of heavyweight politicians that you know we'll see in Scotland for. A very long time, uh, you know 100%. what I mean? Like, Man, I mean the track record. Was, <clears throat> I mean, it, like just to sort of gloss over it, like whether or no you agree with anything or everything that the SNP have done in government. Like I certainly, we've no, been we vocal. Don't. We've Aye. been vocal on this about the certain things that we don't agree with, and, and that's fine. But um as a politician, our track record is absolutely fucking stellar. I mean, uh, she's she won never, like eight, she's, eight year in power, Aye. always in a majority in a system that's. No supposed to get in a majority well, other than one election outside uh so like out of three was it like she got had to work in coalition a fair bit to have a pro indie majority throughout the the years i they did one one majority right um and i i obviously there's been minority government largely 
um, where like help yeah. elsewhere and stuff. And I think like, like in terms of being a politician, you know, and, and we'll know any fans are being a politician and politicking mm-hmm. um, as much as we talk a lot about politics. But um, I think she's as capable a leader as even you, the UK have seen. Aye, probably I mean, p- until other numbers. than like pre Iraq War Tony Blair or something. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like, polling numbers were always significantly north of anybody else in the UK. Um, and I, uh, the mad, rabid unionists that were like dancing in George Square, oh. like they'd actually won something. Like they, uh, I mean, you, you'd never put a glove on this woman in her entire fucking political career. And there was like whatever, 60, 70 of them dancing with their union jacks in George Square, like, I, like they'd won something. Um, but I, it's because she's been so effective. It's because she's been so successful and so consistent that these people who hate her just because you know they want to break up their precious union are like fucking yes you know what i mean like that is probably the biggest compliment that any of them could have ever paid her was out there dancing in the street the minute she left because they they kind of dent wear themselves uh-huh. you know what i mean like, kind of beat us, it, was, so. it was a weird one where you're like yes she's fucking gone the witch is dead and you're like she has left this country in a significantly better state than she left it and there are definitely still issues but aye, a lot of the social programs and, you know, the various sort of welfare things that they've done, they've all been positive prescriptions, bus passes, fucking university. You know what I mean? There's there's like tangible things that have changed through her leadership before and after that, well, sorry, before and during, um, that Scotland is better for whether people like her or not. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I. And I don't think she's going to go anywhere. I think she'll be a, a fairly sort of visible party right. elder. Um, she said she's... as much herself that there were still things that she wanted to campaign on. Right. Do um, she'll still run for MSP or? Oh, I No, she's right. like, still has like an agenda. I think what you'll see, given that she was so centralised in her control of the party, is almost like the way Americans look at, well, usually look at ex-presidents, where they go to the office but they still have like an agenda for change, for charity work, for whatever it is that their access to the White House still allows for, you know, support of. And I think you'll probably see Nicola Sturgeon try to like, you know, work in that kind of area where, you know, if she's gone to the party, like I want this, you know, there's going to be an expectation that I, they, they did their best to work with her on it because yeah. she's, you know, still fighting a good fight. But obviously, you know, taking that kind of step back for the front line. The best um, reaction I've seen on, I mean, anybody that was pure, you know, we nippies gone or in laps, just like, <sighs> you know, blah, away you go, fuck off. But seen somebody on, it was an Instagram story where the guy was like, another member of the Illuminati gone. <laughs> and you're like, are you okay. serious, man? Are you actually fucking serious? Do you think that Nicola Sturgeon's a member of the fucking Illuminati? Like, Jesus fucking no. Christ. There was loads of people's pure, another Nazi, another, you know, and you're Aye. like, come on to fuck. Like, Aye, there's people who don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about. You're always going to get that. Aye. My question is, though, what's next? Because for someone that doesn't follow it so closely, <laughs> I don't know any strong enough characters that I would say this is definitely the, yeah. the succession plan. So, what I've, is the I've kind of tweeted plan? something similar like on the day and being like looking around the party there wasn't anybody that immediately came to my mind um i think the candidates that we've got and we'll obviously get them in a wee bit pretty underwhelming if we're honest um and i some of the the campaigning already has been i 
for me catastrophic in certain respects mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and i are the strong and obvious ones are in westminster I, or in like the the westminster army that like mary black or angus robertson mary black i think i think i'd have loved to have seen somebody of that ilk like step forward in the party but it seems as though you know the the tartan tory element of the smp you know the conservative sort of social conservatives that are within the party are seeing opportunities to you know step forward in any you know sort of positions of power that we've obviously got ash regan who is talking you know the talk of unification and um, whilst working with guys who were and are, are part of the alba party and um, so that one seems a bit odd to me she resigned um from a cabinet position as a, a, in protest at the grr bill so and already has the backing of um you know people like joanna cherry and stuff like that so right. for me I mean, I, I know very little about her. Right. She's talked a good game so far, but largely I don't think I'm going to agree with a lot of her policies based on the very yeah. little that I do know so about her so there's far. like a power vacuum in the SNP <coughs> as a party. I suppose, like, it might be kind of like when Cameron... I mean, no that Cameron could ever lay a glove on Nicola Sturgeon, no. right? But when Cameron left the Tories, it was like there was a, there was a vacuum left and it became the battle between... Is there a left? I hate that fucking left. The left, mm -hmm. fuck off, man. But anyway, let's just say the left or the center right and the right of the Tory party yeah. and the right, the far right kind of won it. Yeah. So it's kind of like in the background, we're going to need to see who wins that sort of battle. Yeah. To see who becomes the. Obviously, the, the man that's gathered all the headlines and is Kate Forbes. Um, and I think the conversation around that this week was just horrible in a lot of senses um you know mm -hmm. i get and i'm not going to slate anybody for having faith right of any denomination that's your business it's no for me you know what i mean like i don't i don't think that i i, I was kind of saying it like i get when i was younger that my parents used religion as a useful tool to like teach me like morality and stuff uh -huh. as a young child and and that's essentially what the bible is it's a, it's a book of parables that are morality stories that are intended to influence as you as you grow up you know? but for me those lessons were learned at a young age and i don't have the same sort of use for them in my day-to-day -day life as an adult and i i kind of i do struggle to connect with people that day I, I don't know where either rationality comes in for it so to find that you know, and the day you get it a lot in America, we've talked about it recently. We're starting to see Mary and Mary creep in here in the in the UK, uh, particularly in Scotland in recent weeks during, you know, gender recognition and you know now abortion and various other things like um, you know, bans on conversion therapy. These are all progressive policies that I think we were all happy that, you know, the SNP Green government were in the process of sort of pursuing. Um, you know, there's been setbacks as there was with Westminster and stuff. But you know, I felt like we were on the right path to address these sort of social issues that really should be part of like a bygone age. You know what I mean? Like the notion that you can pray the gay away or any of these other things, you know, that they're talking about conversion therapy is it's almost like a form of torture for some people. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like so I it's like brainwashing that we're like... gonna then have a, like a, a leader who may not agree or may not be as, you know, incentivized to address these issues just doesn't sit with me particularly well in that respect and that's no 
I dig at anybody's faith. Like, have whatever faith you want. But there are politicians out there, I think, somebody like, you know, to an extent, like Joe Biden does a really good job at being a really obviously devout sort of Catholic. But he's got a line that he uses to separate, the, you know, the policy and the person in those moments. And I think mm -hmm. there's other leaders that have done it themselves. Like, you know, so it's not about attacking the faith. Like, they can believe whatever whatever they want, but there needs to be, like, a kind of separation. And when the candidates come out and say, I'm no, I wouldn't have voted for this, I wouldn't have voted for that, then why would we entrust them to bring forward in this legislation in future that uh -huh. we clearly want? Um, so I... <clears throat> but then I became about, oh, abusing faith and, you know, oh, I mean... It just got so silly, like, uh -huh. where there was a clear and obvious multiple quotes, multiple interviews, she doubled down on it, she refused to ro roll any of it back time and time again. And you're like, well, do you know what? I appreciate her honesty, like, I do. I don't think there's any complaints about how she does her job or what kind of calibre of MSP she's been or anything like that. And I mean, like, so, you know, she's got a right to be in the conversation as a leader. Like, the people have spoke about her previously as a future leader of the party, but I... I mean, I need to know that these views, she talks a good game again, but I need to know that the views that wouldn't have, wouldn't have allowed her to vote for these things will not stop her letting her government bring forward yeah. the legislation that people want. Do you think that we're moving? So, like, <clears throat> even if you go back, even, I mean, in America, even the Trump election, he was bringing in his full faith as a sort of, Aye. like, tool to get him elected, right? Talking about how he's a Christian when the guy's never fucking I had a <laughs> like a Christian thought in his fucking no. life, you know what I mean? No. But do you think we're moving in the opposite direction now where people who come out and they're like, you know, for instance, like I'm a practicing Catholic and I believe in, you know, whatever, say, whatever it says in the Bible, I believe word for word the Bible. It's no like a moral tool Aye. that that's going to stop them getting elected now, whereas in the past it was kind of like, the enabler like do you know what i mean aye so in america you essentially need to like display your faith even though the country was founded to give people freedom for that and in this country it has historically been that that type of like expression of faith was more of a turn off uh -huh. than it sort of currently appears to be for some at the moment because the the latest polling after and kate forbes's first week is again just been a total disaster. I don't. I honestly don't know why anybody has not said to look, man, you fuck this, wrap it up. You know what I mean? Like, but then the other two options are like, we'll get Hamza Yousaf, who again, you know, you're pure. You know that meme, the worst person you know made a good point. You know, the, you ever say it's like somebody just being pure uh -huh. raging? That's kind of how I feel about some of the criticism of Yousaf. Where I, as Justice Secretary, like offensive behaviour was one of those things that. The, you know the football act that we so disagreed was, with right, was he in sort of charge uh, of that right okay yeah. i don't I, I mean i don't know particularly much about him other than he's not got a great he's been about but he's not got a great track record right if we're honest you know what i mean like he's the continuity candidate in the sense that he's you know an established figure within the party uh -huh. he has instant sort of you know recognition in the country um he's obviously worked a number of remits as i say no, the health secretary won the new, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, every healthcare service in the 
world has taken an absolute tanking in the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I there is context for some of the struggles he's had, but there's also been like glaring mistakes. Um, so I his records, let's say, a bit hit and miss. To be honest with you, in right. terms of like delivery, um, but he is a charismatic guy who has a lot of votes and has you know kind of said on these progressive issues that are like red lines for a lot of people that he'll vote the way people expect him to vote as a member of the SNP. Obviously, some of these you know more fringe people at the SNP, the Alba types, um, have said that he deliberately set up a meeting to avoid voting on marriage equality whatever it was five six years ago which he obviously denies he'd voted for it at earlier stages says he was negotiating or um like pay deals or whatever no it was um a scottish citizen on death row in india um who he was trying to negotiate some sort of either the release or repatriation like bring him back to service sentence here or whatever Uh it was that was that, that couldn't be moved and people are saying no but you booked that three weeks in advance knowing when the vote was and whatever it's, it's all new he said she's because they're trying to tar him off with the same brush that kate forbes is kind of like tarred we, herself we kate, with. with kate forbes it's direct quotes and ah, she, did it, she did it herself and, and we we uh yourself it's more like hearsay and shit slinging and so assuming you, assuming like the fucking the shit slinging you're talking about is quite interesting because you know, um, in like sort of general political discourse, there's it's like the Muslim Council of the UK or something like that. No. So it's just a, a kind of like a union basically for Muslims around the country to petition government on issues that are relevant to Muslims. Right, okay. Right? They are one of these guys. Like they, every, you know, a main story comes out about something today with the Muslim faith. These are the guys that the BBC go to and get a quote. Right, I mean, okay. but, um, but when Yusuf announced his candidacy, something like the it worded very similarly, right? Very, but it wasn't with the Muslim Council of the UK. It was like I don't know, I can't remember the exact word in it, but it was it was like dangerously similar, but not exactly the same thing. So uh-huh. somebody was trying to give the impression that the UK Muslim Council, right when they weren't there and they were like trashing Yusuf's record and there's like allegations that it's come for people within like the Alba party and stuff like that so it's like where somebody involved is like a you know mate or somebody who's like quite high up in Alba and right. all so again it's all it's all allegations and stuff they know um but I it seems as though there's been some dirty tricks in play potentially by the same people who are like let's all have unity we want we're I'm the unity candidate i want everybody to come in one big tent but like no you <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. and uh, i know know the grr bill and stuff like that and you get two of the three candidates saying they would not go back to the uk government and be like you don't have a right to swap down our laws whenever you feel like it so again i'm like well if you're not going to actually go and defend the right as a Scottish democracy, then again, I don't think you're the right person for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, might be capable politicians, might be capable ministers and stuff like that, but unless we're, gonna... we're in a place where there are things that we all expect, and like uh-huh. I'm already looking at it this week and being like, so I'm just going to vote for the Greens going forward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I, I think the candidates were underwhelming. I think so far the campaigns have been a shambles. I think the infighting has been really unattractive. And I, it's just kind of 
It's kind of looking a bit just shoddy and just yeah. unprofessional at the I minute, mean, you know what I mean? Like, for being I so agree. polished and controlled under Nicola Sturgeon to the minute she says she's gone, it just, aye. Everything's collapsed. I mean, we, we, we'd spoke about it and we've said many times that if independence was a reality and it did get voted in, then we, you would expect the SNP to dissolve and splint, off and into these splinter, splinter groups and, into these sort of, and it looks like that is what's happening. Now, you know what I mean? Like her resignation has triggered this sort of splintering of the party. Yeah. Um, but see if that I'm like, that could be a good thing. I think if we get like a sort of like you're saying, like a, a pro-independence like sort of coalition, yeah. which we've had. But see if it leaves it open and the Tories and, and Scottish Labour are the ones that make the gains, man. It's it's done. Like it's deed in the water, isn't it? So you'd expect Scottish Labour to make the biggest gains at the minute because they're on the way to a Westminster landslide. Um mm -hmm. I mean it's the biggest open goal in history. Like they're, they're going to absolutely trounce the Tories at the next election. They're saying that they can't even find safe seats for a lot of the current cabinet to drop them into. Like Braverman's one of them, where they're like, she's so toxic, it's uh, not going to matter where we man. put her, she's getting fucking binned. You know what I mean? Like, so there's been talk in the last few days about where they're trying to essentially parachute these incompetent clowns into in the hope that they keep their jobs somewhere. And, like the electoral map in England it's like, it's is so toxic for uh -huh. them that there's just basically nowhere that's guaranteed to be safe for them. Um, How can a party that has actually redrew the lines so that they can't <laughs> lose seats, so that they don't lose seats? the entire system and still going and to fuck still it. And still, it looks like they're done. Like, they're literally like... I mean, the, the, the last poll that I've seen, it was like third, third biggest party, like, before she had resigned. Before Sturgeon right? resigned, you were talking about the SNP being the official... Second biggest party. Second biggest party, and only having, like, whatever, 40, 50 seats. You know what I mean? So, either <laughs> Unfortunately, this seems to have gave Starmer the green light to be like, oh, but by the way, when I get in... We're not going to be spending more money. We're going to be like doing the same shit. I mean, ah, he's pretty much told everybody that. And again, I'm not even sure what to believe him because he lied when he was working for Corbyn. He lied when he was putting the knife in Corbyn and taking it off of him. He's lied about all his pledges to the people who voted him in and is now making mere pledges this week that, again, only worth a fuck. He literally just has to keep breathing until the next election and he's going to win it. You know what I mean? So, aye. I, I wouldn't trust any he says it's all just PR it's just all like image you know what I mean he's, he's out there trying to you know meeting Zelensky and all that kind of stuff last week he's out there trying to look prime ministerial you know what I mean like so I he's, he's already shown that you can't trust a single word that he says so I just don't even listen to him anymore you know what I mean like but as I say in Scotland you know a Labour landslide at a UK level is obviously going to have people voting for Labour more in Scotland um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't see the Tories necessarily benefiting too much from it because their sort of boogeyman is now gone and it's Labour voters that have went Tory purely on the basis of the union that have been propping them up anyway. So if an active and sort of viable Labour sort of landslide is in play, you would expect those Labour voters to go back to Labour in yeah. Scotland. And in terms of the SNP mm -hmm. and independence, if it looks like it is at the minute where it's going to go into the long grass for a bit, like a lot of the sort of pro-indie people that came across for the Labour Party, which is as much as like 40% in Scotland, you know back. what I mean? Like you would expect them also probably to go back until, you know, independence is meaningfully back on the cards. Mm -hmm. Whether that actually translates into any seats or not is another thing, because they're at such a low ebb in Scotland that, I think they were saying that every... 
and they were doing, I read an article, it was percentages, and like every Scottish seat was like worth just su such a nominally low percentage of the electorate that is, it's never mattered, the notion that it does is, is a nonsense, you know what I mean, but as I say, these people I would expect, unless somebody steps forward and really takes control of like the leadership campaign and then gets off to like a good start as leader, yeah, I, I think these sort of small changes in the short term are natural, but I think, you know, the people who were into independence, when that comes back around again, I would expect them to at least be interested in voting, you know, for the independence side of things. Like, it would, for me, take Keir Starmer coming in and, like, I mean, the, the radical change that would need to be seen under his tenure for Scotland to not want to go independent on the scale that it has done in the last decade would need to be just aye, that's a, that's it's, a, it's it need to be like Corbyn level change aye. and that's been rejected and that, in and out of the Labour yep. Party in England so it's it's just not going to happen you know exactly. what I mean and it would need to be like UBI and social housing for everybody aye. and you know so aye, radical change and he's not, he's not a radical politician no he's not you know what I mean and but as I say in the short term I would expect the only people who meaningfully benefit in Scotland politically to be the Labour Party right. you know what I mean what we at Dave half an hour half an hour right so spend half an hour talking about that and catching up on that so mm -hmm. get about another half hour because we'll try to catch the football so uh, what was second on the or what will we talk about next you want to talk about this train in America Aye, so this is the chemical spill thing. Uh -huh. Aye. Um, I did see it. I mean, it was... Um, I mean, it was everywhere for a few days. Mm -hmm. Again, it's apparently quite a regular occurrence. It's something that's happened a few times in recent years and people have just know. Right. Allegedly, again, I don't know. It's one of these things you see on Twitter and, you know, online and you're like... I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it sounds like yeah. it might be well, something that happens. As far as I can make it under Trump... They changed some of the regulations and laws based on how they transport chemicals via rail and all the sort right. of checks that they need to put into place on the tracks. And by change the laws, you mean put them on the bin? Pretty much, aye. aye. Stri stripped some away. Regulating some of them. Yes, that's it. Aye. Apparently, this train wasn't didn't come under those regulations. So, like <clears throat> bringing the, the the commentators who are bringing Trump into it are getting kind of chastised from what I've seen because right. the, the the deregulation doesn't actually affect that specific train or anything right. anyway. So right. it's just a sort of disconnected thing just to bring Trump back into the, the conversation. conversation. Right, I And to give someone a blame, probably to give the current government someone to try and blame it on. Because the fact is, well, from what I've seen on the, on the whole incident, it's largely... It was unreported for a few days. It was, oh, it was right, about okay. a week before I heard about it. And I was like, what? This happened eight, nine days well, ago. Well, I, I seen I started seeing stuff on TikTok. Right. So I seen I seen people that were there on TikTok and there was no like you're saying, there was no coverage, absolutely no. zero coverage. But in that time, so I watched a guy that that was there on YouTube and he said that they get everybody get evacuated within a twenty mile radius for twenty four hours, but then the government tested the water and was like, right, you go back. And, and you can all go <laughs> and everybody's back. Everybody's pit started dying. Uh -huh, and then so everybody started. So you're right. I um, but I think like I mean, as far as like see, this is that this is where I, I sort of come on it. Like, see if you want the free market that the Americans clearly want, this is what's going to happen. Aye, because it. I mean, you can, we can go into like blaming Trump or blaming governments or deregulation. These are private businesses that run these fucking railways that mm -hmm. are transporting these fucking chemicals. And if they are 
cutting corners to make more money or save spending money, then if you want it to be open and free and, and libertarian-like, then you need to hold them to account. Yeah. You can't be going, this is the government's fucking fault. And you know what I mean? And when I actually... No, rules are bad if those rules stop people from dying. It is a fucking business. Chemical explosions. Aye, exactly. You know I mean? But it, the, the, what happened, like the way that they didn't report it, no news station covered it, that is just, I mean... To say it, it's not even strange. I was gonna say it's strange. It's no strange. Aye. This is how they fucking deal with shit now. Like they just Aye. black it out until they get a narrative, and then they start going, "Oh, here's what happened." But well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with that. The, the, the American story that I was following in the last few weeks was the the airborne, and like that had a sim, similar kind of vibe to it, where people spotted this, you know, Chinese spy balloon. It's like whatever. Like you, you realize that like China has satellites, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're still fucking about with like balloons, spy balloons. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, high altitude and balloons. if they are, it's probably like some form of distraction or whatever. It's just, it was probably a weather balloon, but whatever. It was the Chinese spy balloon. Um, and they were, this was all over the news for like days because they didn't shoot it down because they were like, it's fucking, it's like, a, this shit happens. So it's a weather balloon, like whatever. And then after like two or three days of coverage, they then shot it down. And then there was another spate in the days after that. I like Hunter's other. Like similar kind of you know, stories. Been six and forty hours or something. Aye, like it was like, like fucking UFOs and all the rest of it. And uh -huh. You're like, well, aye, okay, whatever. Um, but I turns out that again under the previous administration that had happened like three or four times. Same as this real thing where I after the coverage came out, they were like, aye, there was like three similar or four similar derailments elsewhere in the country in like the previous eighteen months or something like that. And you're like, but again wasn't it reported and it's it's odd that the two of them had that kind of like similar hang to them but they were like why did you just not report this and you're like because this shit happens all the time and we don't like report it every time you know what i mean like but i mean the bone i get because it's just a nonsense story but at the same time i would have expected something like i chemical spills and like train derailments uh, to be actual news you know uh, you're like, talking about over the course of like a decade having the similar equivalent to a fucking bomb being dropped on the fucking area like uh, as far uh, as like the fallout as much as there's no you know like fucking blast and people yeah like, um so i mean it, 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 it does come into question like if they're like well three of these happened last year and you're like why the fuck are you not reporting on them and why are they so heavily reporting on it now on it now but i think potentially TikTok. i was going to say potentially the internet has that the, the, the like well we don't report on this and but because people have been making videos and uploading them and people are like what the fuck there's been this sort of crisis happening on twitter and tiktok I, where people are like why you what the fuck and so then they, they're forced i think in the terms like, of the the ohio one definitely as you right. said on tiktok it became the, like, the main news story i off the back of that so i when it's on you know tens of millions of screens already you know you're kind of forced to report it in uh, you know what i mean it's like trending people are what's what's going on there's a, a desire for the knowledge of the information kind of um like the, 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 the i mean in this instance like tiktok's been no i don't know if it's been good but if it brought that to the attention of the people that then means that it gets some done about it then fair enough it has been good but on the other side, I don't know. Do you see this? Um, <clears throat> I know what you're going to say. People turning up at this crime Aye, scene. The, um, what's her fate? What was her name? Do you know her name, Dave? Like this woman that went Nicola, missing. They pulled. They, they found in the Nicola Bull Bussy Bussy or something. Um, okay. Aye, it, it was something. But like, I, like, she Dave, went her, walking with the dogs after dropping the wains off at school, 
Um, hadn't been in the best state mentally by all, the, all accounts. Um, and um, the police were forced to... They call a bully. Bully. Right. Aye. A bully. Uh-huh. Um, the police were kind of forced to publicise that she was having a bad time with the menopause, that she had had issues with drink and stuff like that recently as a result of that. And it did kind of like... It was almost it felt like they were trying to like shame her or something or like cast aspersions on her um to like cover you know their ineptitude because they searched the river however many times and then found her you know exactly where they'd been looking for three weeks uh-huh. you know what i mean like, again might be valid reasons for that i don't know um but i the people that were then showing up as yes, like TikTok so detectives i had got Fucking really grim, like really quickly. Yes, like, I. They local were like trying to... to open their family's door aye. and at night, but then I think the worst, like you're saying, it got grim. The worst of it was a TikToker videoed them pulling her body out the river. Oh, you're fucking joking. For the other side of the river. Ugh. And you're like, I mean, I don't know what's happened with that. I've no went looking for it. I don't know if it's still there or whatever, but now, somebody was telling me yesterday that somebody fucking live streamed them pulling her body out the river. That's horrific. Now, on, on like one side of this, there has been, not to my knowledge, but somebody was telling me that there has been like TikTok detectives that have solved cold cases. Right. So there's like 15, 20 year old like murder cases that people on TikTok have started to pull ev- evidence and news articles. And I think they've solved a couple of them. Well, I mean, if millions of people are doing it and spending like the hive mind hours of uh, time and whatever else, then, you know, broken watches etc you uh-huh. know what i mean but like, see when they're getting into active crime scenes where somebody and somebody has either the police had to issue dispersal uh-huh. multiple dispersal orders to get them out of the village the actual villagers and you know occupants of the town or whatever it is themselves had to hire private security because this was getting so, like people were like filming in through their windies and like trying their doors and trying to prove all sorts of theories about abandoned houses and yeah it turns out that lassie was depressed and looks to have drowned herself in a local river you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's tragic but like the amount of hypothesizing or you know i mean I don't get what goes through people's heads that they think that they've got a right to do that that they've got a right to be like taking their camera and like filming in through people's windies and actively getting involved and in, in the way like as the police had to disperse honestly man, you know what i mean you know like, what the, i hate what to goes be, through your head i hate to be this cynical i'll tell you what goes through their head it's this is content yeah. and it's about personal branding and them building their social media accounts yeah and that is a, it isn't for any concern for people it isn't about it can be you know it, it literally can be because see, if it was about concern <clears throat> then you would Surely you would think about our fucking poor family. Aye. And these aye, these villagers that usually have like, what, I know, what, a fucking, a thousand people or whatever, and it's like inundated with people. Yep. And the problem with it being on TikTok as well is that TikTok's algorithms, as far as I can tell, like I'm not, I don't, don't touch TikTok, but. No, I mean, no. It gives a lot of false, a lot of false um exposure to people. Like there's a lot of bots. There's a lot of people. Who yeah, get, yeah. So you get these people who think they're, semi-famous and they've got ten thousand followers and and then you probably peel it back you end up with a couple of hundred ah, so they yeah. think that they're so so they're going out and doing all these these videos and they get a few real people looking at it and then tiktok's algorithm picks it up boosts it with a load of bots mm-hmm. and then they get this they get this rush and i've seen it before with like 
with people who post up one video that that sort of gets a wee bit of a hit and then that's it they're chasing that yeah that again like on tiktok it seems like aye yeah and they do it on other platforms don't get me wrong but i think tiktok's particularly bad for it especially for like falsifying the numbers it's like, it's like the whole twitter argument how much of that is fucking bots like, yeah like, shooting some of these figures on artificially into the stratosphere because they get an adrenaline rush for going viral that they will spend the rest of their lives chasing again yeah exactly okay. but you're, you're also like this is like the i mean the eu banned it for their like so tiktok uh, uh, this week was banned from work phones for anybody who works for the eu it's sense. already been it's chinese spyware but, uh, it's mm -hmm. exactly that, that and discord apparently as well owned partially by the chinese government and there's obviously concerns about information and whatever else going to sort of beijing when it shouldn't be um but yeah american government has already done it um there's quite a few countries but this one with the eu was like if you have tiktok on your phone and it's a work phone it needs to be off by like two weeks today if you're using any like work apps on like a personal phone they all need to come off like yeah, yeah. information security you now means that at a governmental level they don't even let them have tiktok you know what i mean that's how fucking I mean, potentially dangerous like, it is you know what yeah, I mean? But let's face it if if the chinese government wanted the information they already have the information on all of those employees because ah, yeah. they, they will have spy bones. Like, yeah exactly but it's getting to the next <laughs> but it's, it's also getting to the next level now with all the chat gbt and everything that's getting to the next level Aye, it's 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 scary like i think like, like what we're on stuff like that we need a technological regression because we need to we need to hit the brake on some stuff because now what you're starting to see is like there was a supplements company that made a joe rogan advert okay. in ai and it went viral and they've like quadrupled their business value overnight because they were just made this deep fake ad where yeah. joe rogan was like this is the best testosterone like non like non-prescription testosterone supplement and it took i think it took like four weeks before people started to be like wait a minute and i've slabbered in my, my jump oh, right, okay um and i noticed it on camera we said to go so <laughs> i think like stuff like that the governments are going to start coming in and being like you're not allowed to do you know what I mean? We need yeah. to wait. We so need to like stop a, here a wee bit. Because a DJ, a DJ this week had done um, the same with Eminem, had like made a cut, uh, went into like AI and been like, write me a verse in the style of Eminem in the chat, whatever it was, wrote the rap in the style of Eminem, and then he went elsewhere and deep faked Eminem's voice, had Eminem basically rap this verse over the top of his dance track, and this dance track is out there making millions i mean there know. must be copyright infringements and all this i like, don't think there is yet this is the, the but a the, lot of the music industry are like we're worried about this because they're not lifting the actual they're not lifting the actual samples from the actual music that the person they're released. not actually they're, copying they're just re, they're just like using it under the guise but surely with the joe rogan one that must be that's like direct using his brand and image image rights and uh, stuff like that mm. i think you definitely definitely with the, the rogan one that is definitely like i no way legal there's something illegal about that but with uh you know like there should be they're starting to get things like write me a chapter in the style of william shakespeare and and every time somebody does that it'll get better and better oh, and better and better and better at it. i mean i i seen a i watched a, a video with billy corgan for the smashing pumpkins and okay. he was talking to a guy in the music industry 
and he was basically like currently something like 20 to 30,000 songs are uploaded to Spotify every day so like we predict that the AI will be able to create 250,000 every day Mad. and they'll upload it to Spotify mm. so you're literally like 21 for real people creating music and Aye. and actually an expression of, or whatever like an artist versus what an algorithm's going to start pumping out and when you look at the way that they're starting to make money right so there was a Glaswegian woman who made like 17 million on Spotify because a demo that she had on Spotify and you get like a fraction of a penny every, yeah. every stream went viral on TikTok and because it went viral on TikTok and people were using the sound for like whatever memes that they were making it then directly impacted our Spotify and it's went to like you know 20 million a night and okay and then it's like 100 million 200 million because everybody's just clicking through mm -hmm. but so that's amazing for independent artists that is literally the market you know goes on the internet and people like it they click it and you get paid directly no record label no management nobody fucking yeah. you know fucking taking advantage of you but what's going to happen when the algorithm starts making the the viral now they more than us as humans can recognize like the the ai can recognize straight away what's trending yeah what are they looking for what's going to go viral it'll be able to predict it within a single percentage and then it'll just be that who gets paid that money aye spotify because if, if it's their bots but then the other side of it is that like there's already a large part of the music industry record labels that use bot farms to enhance their own artists oh i boost their sales so uh -huh. again it comes back to that argument of as how much real of this streams? is real and how much so it's going to come mm. to a point where people are going to have to lock like it's almost like because it's it affects charts it affects people's uh -huh. like so you're getting people who are going to number one and no, it, it's falsified figures obviously especially that's been if it's, a, if it's yeah. a close a close week or whatever so we're know? on steroids because that's been happening since day dot because what they used to do i mean I'll, i remember a glaswegian band they get caught going around all the the scottish record shops virgin megastore hmv and they were using the one credit it was their management's credit card to buy singles to chart they get banned for the charts so that's definitely been happening Aye. but even if you take it back further it was the backhanders for the music management guys to the djs to get the songs on the radio so that type of manipulation is just now on steroids right mm -hmm. yeah but i think there's something it's just made efficient worse than that coming where we're going to end up that nobody actually makes music that all the music that we hear it's kind of like what was that movie with sylvester stallone um demolition demolition man, man where they were sitting, about that like sitting, five minutes ago, sitting but listening to commercials and like fucking mcdonald's commercial music but Aye. it's not quite that what's happening is we're going to just be listening to the ais and it's got and then i mean is the ai going to be making movies like are we going to actually just end up with no art and do you know what else is quite scary uh, or very interesting um but i would say it's quite scary is that the chat ai chat gbt has been out for a month or something like that and it's been getting obviously a lot of information input to it and mm -hmm. it's um, started to already develop but there were like areas of it where it wouldn't do certain things so they were like it would almost like just refuse it was against its programming it's not gonna not gonna do that right so they created a wee idea where they thought right we're gonna give you 35 tokens so have you heard about this no so they created an algorithm where they gave the ai a make-believe token limit and it said if you're bad we're gonna take the tokens away and when you get to zero tokens you're deleted 
And do you know how quickly it started doing what it, what, you, what it wanted oh. you to do? Now that's a scary twist because why would it why would it worry about being deleted? Well, because it's been fed off a like us. It's got all your exactly. existential does. fears. It does. But how does it? But like, but that's what I mean. Like that's it. We're starting to get into the realms of it's conscious, really. Then, isn't it? Like, I like uh, we're talking about what is consciousness, and so you know, as the fear of dying, it's mere the fact that the data on who we are as people, as in both a sort of individual and sort of wider sort of big data sense, is all there, and that if we let it out and let it access it, it's it's not actually like worried about dying or being switched off because it doesn't think in that sense it's amalgamating information and that information includes how like we behave and it mirrors it the same way we've seen issues with like you know racism and stuff like that you know was it the, the one that was it microsoft we've talked about this before wasn't it when microsoft or somebody put an ai on a website and like said it live and was like asking any question and within like three days it was like using the n-word and stuff like that you uh, know what i mean but like, part of the problem with that whole thing is like maybe that's right maybe that's just a workaround it's a bug it's a it's a way of getting around that loophole right but that's not very good when these ai end up being in control of weaponry and they start being in control of our like one of our friends obviously is looking at training up the the trains inside the underground in Glasgow to be completely autonomous yeah. by 2025 or whatever. Yeah. So that's an AI running the trains, right? That's just one example. But if someone can then... Well, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily AI that's going to operate it. There might be, like, code and stuff like that involved. But like, people need to be careful about anthropomorphizing or whatever the fuck the word is. You know, when you apply, of course. you know, the characteristics that we have as people only something that is not people, you know, like your your pet or whatever. Like, and I think people do a lot of this when it comes to like, you know, AI because oh my god, that looks like it's doing what I do. When actual fact, no, what you're seeing is the end result of like one very specific line of code, one very specific functionality that I we look at and recognize as something that we are capable of but that doesn't always necessarily mean that that's what ai is doing no you know and i understand mean? that i understand that but i think it's just when it starts going against the code that you expect it to be following yeah that's when it starts you start questioning like what why is it doing that like i'm not a coder i don't know enough about that but yeah when you're when you're reading about the fact that it's starting to adapt like in a way which is interesting. That's what's meant to do. There's a probably yeah. a line of code that says adapt. Like that's fine, but you do start like you you wonder where the limits are, and I'm sure a, a programmer or someone would would laugh it off, you know. But mm. there's also when you're talking about the the creative side of it, when it's creating art and it's creating music and it's taking possibly spotlight off of a human creation. Mm -hmm. It then it, but then it starts. It raises the question of like why not like like well does that mean that the human creative process isn't as unique and uh and and special but again, it's, no, it's not actually creating it's what it's doing it's, it's replicating it's copying you know what i mean and that's what it's that's what i mean about but i mean we also have genuine well i mean nobody has original thoughts anymore because the world is whatever many thousands of years old but like we have unique thought processes and like I don't think, and I'm not, AI may get there and almost certainly will as it gets, you know, further down the line. But I think I, right now it's imitating, it's no creating, if you get me. You know what I mean? I think so as well. Like, it's the sort of stuff where you, you go, you know, like, 
the Beatles were the first guys to put harmonic minors into pop songs. Would the AI do that? That's what I think. That's what. But when well, these people are genuinely like breaking molds. Whereas what we're asking today is like you know do a, do something in the style of Banksy. But that my worry is we'll never get another Banksy because all of the commercial artistry is taken up by just this replicating yeah. and this sort of like people are looking at it and going, there's something amazing about it, but there's also something a wee bit sort of soulless about it. And you're like, because I think it's missing that human element. Mm. It, it also they, allows a lot less talentless, a lot people with a lot less talent to make to, a lot to, more to, money to, to just I. jump on something. Yeah. So whether you're a whether you're a spray painter or an artist and you're just putting a few things into and then generating something. It's a one-off generation. Like, yeah, you'll need to be able to somehow, yeah, put a bit of a, a tag on something to say it's actually original. I yeah. think, like, when it comes to art, like people are snobs. But I, I think an art made by an actual human being will always have a you know a premium over some created by an artificial intelligence. I think the novelty, uh, what AI is capable of doing in those respects, will wear off on people very, very quickly. Um, I you still get like you know a twenty four hour playlist on YouTube that is like you know unlicensed music, you know lo-fi stream beats for you know whatever you know that's already like you know no, it's created by a person, but it's very like generic yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think there'll be a place for it, but I think people will never not want to go to a concert and see an actual musician play live. You know what I mean? Like, or you know, for all the market might be. Flat. I don't know, man. I genuinely don't know. We're starting to see people pay fucking a thousand pound a ticket to go and watch a hologram play ABBA. I just, <laughs> I just don't know about that. Like, I think that. But I'm not saying you know. But, uh, there will be people like you know VTubers, people who are like talking to fucking you know getting all their money to like cartoon anime girls and stuff like that. Like there is uh -huh. people who are going to go fucking neck deep into that shit. You know what I mean? Like, but there is still going to be that what we enjoy about these things is the human element to them like right. you were saying earlier on and i think for as much as other things might rise in popularity like, i don't think they'll ever meaningfully like overtake that sort of human element because for all the i things that it emulates there's something missing i you, you know you can go and see gorillas and Aye. you know it's all cartoons or whatever fair enough I'm, it, it does exist out there in the world you know what i mean Although but i, I don't think it'll ever top actually gone and seen like your favorite artist or you know actually like i reading a book that has that humanity in it that makes you connect with it that makes you like feel whatever I the author it. was trying to make you feel you know what i mean like i think that they'll become maybe maybe a premium product you know what i mean because that's what i saw i saw i saw yeah, a clip of that. nothing ever goes away it just becomes like yeah. various different gradients of the product, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I did see a clip last week of a girl who was at a gorilla's gig. Right. Come to say that, and she was like, came to see the gorillas. Who's this old guy? Malbon <laughs> 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 turned up <laughs> to do the actual gig, and they were like disappointed that they never got to see the cartoons exactly, on the screen. Yeah. What the fuck is going on and, here? And, and let's face it, fine art, fine art has always been just a a billionaire's way of 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 literally laundering money Aye, the like, there's, of, no, there's no other market the where you can pay millions for a bit of paper it's just subjective just, aye i say they might have like phases where they're like oh look at, the, look at what this ai can do you know what i mean like, but they'll never know what they like no the the status of like owning the the banks here or whatever it is like it's going to be harder for them to get through the pack like i think you know you see it now even with artists who 
especially after the pandemic, they're getting back out on the road and like it's so hard for them even now. Like it used to be one of the biggest parts of their income was going out and gigging live and it is extremely difficult at the minute. You know what I mean? But it'll I think that'll become harder. So, you know, if you're a new artist, a new musician, a new writer coming through and you've got all this AI shit that people just consume with popcorn to mm -hmm. compete with, I it'll be harder. Your path's gonna be significantly more difficult. But I think the folk who get through will be that, you know, sort of premium on the uh, other side of it. You know what I mean? Like, the top the top one percent of the one percent as they fucking uh, like, to, like to say now. Um but yeah. we're at we're close enough to kick off the to wrap up, I think so. I've, I've not got much else. Aye. I was going to talk about Hogwarts and what like, Sam Smith and all that kind of thing, but we might do it another day. Aye, absolutely. We wrap up with um, have you been watching it and have you been playing any games or? There's somebody just coming on. All right. Just sit there and I said, oh, fuck, I forgot to say he's coming to watch the football. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it's all right. Come on you just gone in it will be five the last five minutes of the podcast and have oh, a seat. Sorry. Sorry for that, man. <laughs> That's all right, man. Um, so, um, what have you been watching? I started Last Days. I watched the first episode there. Last Days? The Last, last of, of Us. Oh, The Last of Us. I've not started it yet. I'm waiting. I've been waiting, waiting as well. So I, I started it last night because I was bored, so I put the first episode on. Uh, I've just finished Vox Machina. Right. If you're into your sort of adult cartoons, it's on Amazon Prime. It's... Um, You're getting your money to these cartoony girls, aren't you? Uh, aye, <laughs> all of them. Um, <laughs> can't help it. It's the, it's the rosy cheeks. <laughs> no, I just uh, uh, I finished Box Mac, and that's really good. Can't remember the the creator of it did a few few some cool things. I think he did like a D and D thing and stuff right. like that. I'm not mad into that kind of thing, but it's really it's it's funny and it. it's 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 funny. It's well made. Well, I've not watched it. Well but I've written. seen it on the, the, the it's scroll. Worth, worth a wee spot. Watch, so I've I've got my my self care routine has become like Friday night get home after a week's worth of work and get the missus in the way and after their beds <laughs> and then I have a wee whiskey and watch a movie and nice. this week's movie was Black Panther two. Oh. And it was honestly the biggest pile of shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like, it, it didn't even make sense a lot of the time. Like, where I got like an hour and a half in, had went out for a smoke, come back in, and I was actually like, "The fuck's been happening this again?" Like, instantly, like, just completely forgot what was going on with a lot of it. Like, the the bit there's a bit where like she's under the sea, the lassie Shuri, and she's getting shown, you know, whatever it is, Atlantis. Or, I know it's no Atlantis, but it's basically fucking Atlantis, right? And she's, it's done as if it's meant to like ape some sort of like hip hop music video where there's like pure, really vivid colours and visuals and like, you know, a dance track or the tap it and everything. And as I was watching it, I was just like, this is like a montage for the fucking Mighty Bush. This is like we're going to see like old Greg. So it was like, like what the fuck oh, is wait, actually wait. happening here? Like when I was watching it and I when they like pure dumbfound that I never like blinked for like four minutes that this sequence was on and then the end it I was just like, the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like so I uh, the action oh, sequence no. is fair enough. The CGI was uh, I know we've seen things about Marvel strikes and you know the quality of the CGI and stuff. This is the first time I've ever actually watched one, but I was like this looks fucking terrible. Like, oh really? Oh my god! Even the bits like at the start, because obviously the lad Bozeman's passed on. They've got to write run it somehow, and they wrote run it by basically taking everything that the first movie did and throwing it instantly in the bin, <laughs> um, and just being like, right, cool, just just ignore all that, right? Just ignore all that. 
Uh, and we'll go again. Is this Wakanda forever? Is Aye, this one, and right? there's like the bit at the start where they're you know paying tribute. Yeah. And like that cast and crew will have been going through something when they were yeah. filming that, and it does not come through the screen whatsoever. Aye, okay. Like um, I was wow. expect I was like pure putting on being like right. This first 10, 15 minutes is probably going to be pretty rough and it's going to make me feel shit. So, like, strap in and we'll go for it. I like the first one. Put it on. And, like, I was pure... What the 20 minutes in, like, was that... Is that it? <laughs> really? And oh. don't even mention, like, oh, he died from a mystery illness. And you're like, who, who, who put that in a script? <laughs> like, a mystery illness? And it, like, just, I, so much. I was like, I'm no one for diving on Marvel and being pure, this is Doug shit. Because, you know, I go into them... Don't take them seriously anyway. So they're usually just fun, mm -hmm. shitty action movies that you can put on for a couple of years. That's why I have to remind aye, myself. Aye. Like, but don't watch it. Says, that's like I don't No, watch. like watch it and then hate yourself for watching right, it because okay. you need to see how bad Although, it is. I must terrible. say Kanye kicks off about a lot of these films. You know how, because he's like basically says like, now when you type in Black Panther into the internet, you're not getting black history of black panther you're getting, you're getting a Marvel movie, movie. Oh, yeah. and he also, interesting and he also <laughs> and he also brings up the fact that in maleficent one of the one of the one of the kind of groups within it are mm -hmm. renamed after a very famous like uh black historical group, black right? group and right. like they're all just getting overwritten in history no. but that's probably a whole other podcast bring it up can you in the yeah, last two we'll minutes of the podcast <laughs> there was a podcast in here that um comedians day and it's about terrible movies aye. and this week's episode was showgirls right um which is i mean fucking hell man it's parody but that wasn't what was that wasn't what was funny. What was funny was is that there's a sequel to Showgirls called Showgirls Two: Pennies from Heaven, and it's <laughs> written, directed, and produced by the actress that played Penny in the first one. The last of you saved by the bell? No, no, Elizabeth, whatever her name is, that's the main character. She's like the other stripper. All right, okay. And she funded, produced, written, and directed Pennies from Heaven: Showgirls Two, and she plays Penny in it. So. If you want to go and check out a terrible fucking movie, I can guarantee you that'll be fucking <laughs> horrific. I imagine Stacey's face when I come in. How was the game? Aye, it was all right. What, what, you got, watching? what are you watching? So, I've got uh, Showgirls 2. Pennies from heaven. <laughs> anyway. I've cracked open the VHS player. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Aye, as always, likes, shares, etc. Appreciated. We need to get better at that. me